Hey, I'm Barty Arez, and I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. Welcome to my podcast where I teach you how to stop drinking, how to quit craving, and how to begin the journey back to yourself so that you can transform your life. After a 14-year binge drinking career, starting and stopping dozens of times and trying everything in the book from AA to therapy, I finally discovered the key to sustainable sobriety. And on this podcast, you're gonna learn practical tips, tools, and strategies to help you quit drinking alcohol the easy way so you can finally step into the next chapter of your life and begin fulfilling your potential. For private one-on-one or group coaching, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. My name is Barty Rez. I'm the Stop Drinking Coach. And in today's episode, I want to talk about why willpower isn't enough. When we embark on this journey, most of us, when we are first embarking on the journey of quitting drinking, we think that it's about the alcohol and we just have to abstain from the alcohol, right? Because when you look at it, you're like, okay, every time I drink alcohol, it's damaging me and it's ruining my life. So it must be the alcohol. Alcohol is the problem here, right? So the, the logic that people use is like, okay, so if I just stop drinking the alcohol, I'll be good, right? Like that's how I beat this game, this rigged, fucked up game that I'm playing that I can't seem to have any control or power over. Like I just need to not drink that and I'll win. And like, obviously, you, you know, that that's like number one, right? You're not going to get sober. You're not going to embark on this journey without not con- without stopping the consumption. But if you think that just stopping the consumption and not making any other changes to your life is enough, then you're sorely mistaken. And what's going to happen is that you might get a week, two weeks, three weeks, six months, a period of time, but there's a strong chance that you're going to go back to it, right? Because I say this all the time in my content, you know, quitting drinking isn't just about not drinking. It's about making, it's about the journey back home to yourself so that you can begin better understanding who and what you are as a human being so that you can address the root cause so that you can harmonize your system you can address your dysfunctional mental and emotional patterns and you can really tap into your your nature right like you did not come to earth to go to school get a job work 40 hours a week at a place you hate and then to just come out and, and numb yourself 24/7, right? Like that was not the plan. That was not the that was not how this was supposed to be designed, right? Like your life, your potential is a hundred thousand times greater than just numbing out with alcohol. So if you think that this game is purely about willpower, I want to tell you that you're wrong. Now, what I do want to strongly iterate is that there is willpower uh, involved. There absolutely is willpower, but it's not willpower alone. It's willpower combined with lifestyle and behavior transformation. It's willpower combined with the ability to stay consistent and focused on your personal growth. It's willpower combined with uh, healing and addressing your past and working through your trauma and learning how to regulate your mental and emotional patterns. It's willpower with Um, learning how to um, stay committed to a path and a process that's going to help you grow and evolve. Like willpower 
is involved. And anybody who tells you otherwise is like, they're deluding themselves, right? There is willpower, but it's not only willpower, right? Like if you just try to stop drinking on willpower and you don't change your lifestyle, you don't change your behavior, you don't upgrade your mental map of reality, you don't heal your trauma, you don't work on um, increasing your mindfulness and self-awareness, dude, you're gonna fail. You can, you can, you can white knuckle it. You can like be like a bull and just try to not drink. But if you're not actively working on these other things in your life and understanding that, dude, once you develop a problematic relationship with alcohol, this is kind of like a lifelong deal. Now, it doesn't mean that you're destined to live in the shadow of your addiction for the rest of your life, but it does mean that you have to stay proactive with your personal growth. Because if you do not do that, what's going to happen at some point, right? If you are not actively focused on your personal growth, what's going to happen is at some point, you're going to be sitting around bored, right? And there's going to be a moment, right? Whether you're on a vacation, you're at a wedding, it's your birthday, New Year's, something's going to pop around. And if you are not staying on top of your mental and emotional game, that voice is going to creep in and say, dude, look, it's been a month. It's been six months. Look how good you're doing. You've lost 20 pounds. You've, you know, you got a promotion at your new job. Your partner, your, your guy's relationship is better than ever. You're having more sex than ever. Like everything's fine. Like maybe you were, you were blowing things out of proportion before. Maybe it wasn't that bad. Like you've got this thing. You take one drink and within days, within weeks, you're going to be right back at square one. That, that's just the game. That's how the game of addiction goes, right? So you have to stay on top of your personal growth. It's a non-negotiable. And you have to understand that this whole thing is not just about abstinence from drinking. It's a complete mental, emotional, and spiritual overhaul. And, and like, you just have to accept that. And the sooner that you accept that and embrace this process and stop resisting it and understand that like, hey, I'm going to have to do things that are outside of my comfort zone. Hey, I'm going to have to stretch beyond what I'm familiar with. I'm going to have to do things that I've maybe never done before. I'm going to have to learn new information and I'm going to have to expand my map of reality. I'm going to have to look deep within myself and stop running and hiding from the shame and the guilt and all the other things that, you know, are, are painful inside that I've rejected and have denied about myself and have locked away in a steel box because I'm afraid to look at it. Like, dude, this is your life. You only get one shot at being alive. And so what do you think all this time is for? You know, you live 70, 80 years. What do you think this time is for? This time is for you to learn and grow and evolve, right? Our education, our growth does not stop between the K through 12 system and when you graduate college. Your education and growth and evolution starts when you graduate college or in your early 20s. That's when real education starts. Listen, like learning basic arithmetic and language and, you know, math, that's like, that's the basics. That's like, that's the absolute bottom level, right? Basic reading, math, language, 
writing that, you know, most of us can do, hopefully, like, that's basic, right? Real growth, real evolution starts when you begin to develop the self-awareness to slow down, say, okay, what are we doing here? Why am I here on earth? What do I want out of this existence? What are the things that I feel like are limiting me from getting there? And what do I need to put in place to help accelerate that process? It doesn't matter who you are, where you're at in your life, what your background is, what job you have. Like, these are the fundamental questions that every human needs to be asking themselves. And if we've gotten to this place in our life where we've noticed that alcohol is a major problem, this is the perfect opportunity. This is your here. This is the introduction to your hero's journey. The question is, are you going to answer the call? That's the game, dude. Like, this is what you were put on earth to figure out, right? We all have our own unique curriculum. Our soul has its own unique syllabus, and you should not compare it to anybody else. You shouldn't compare it to your friends or your neighbor down the street who can drink or any of that right? We all have different starting blocks in life. We have a different genetic code. We have a different upbringing with different caretakers and different parents. And we go to different schools and get slightly different educations. You know, we all have different gifts. We all have different talents. We all have different creative passions. And we all have, have different ways in which we synthesize reality. But regardless of any of that, if you've gotten to the point where you're like, okay, this alcohol thing isn't working, these are the questions you need to ask yourself. And if you haven't listened to my last episode about getting honest with yourself, like that's the first step. None of this stuff is possible unless you're willing to shine the light inside of you to identify what is it about my mental and emotional patterns that are somehow dysregulated, that are too overwhelming for me to handle, which is causing me to run to alcohol. And that is what you need to address. That thing inside of you is what you need to address. And as you learn how to regulate that and create a sense of calmness there in your mental and emotional patterns, you, you get better at regulating that than the desire to go out and compulsively poison yourself begins to fall away. I'm telling you, like I was drinking four to six bottles of wine a day. I was stuck in this hamster wheel of this dopamine feeding cycle with alcohol for so long. But after you work the right program and you do the right things to harmonize yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, you create a sense of balance inside you. You create a sense of safety. You learn to elevate your consciousness, your mind, so that you can look down on yourself in a way like a 10,000 foot view and understand what is happening at a deep fundamental level. Trust me, the desire to just obliterate yourself disappears because now there's harmony inside of the system. So it's not willpower alone. Willpower is involved, right? When you get a craving on the seventh day, it takes a sense of willpower to self-regulate, to do something different than the automatic patterns that you have established for 10, 20, 30 years of drinking alcohol. The automatic pattern that doesn't require any willpower is feel a feeling that's uncomfortable, 
drive to the store, buy alcohol, and drink it. That requires no willpower. That's automatic. That's effortless because you've established that routine over and over and over again for years, months, decades. What requires a sense of willpower is, hey, when you feel that feeling, first of all, notice it. Become aware. Notice that something has shifted inside you. Could you agree that most of the time you probably sit at like a neutral baseline? You're not super happy. You're not super anxious. You're not super sad. You're just kind of neutral, right? And then something happens. There's a trigger. And when that trigger happens, something shifts inside you. Either your thoughts begin to shift or your emotional system, the sensations in your body begins to shift. Okay, first thing is notice that. The next thing is you have to choose something different. Rather than going straight to the store or pouring a drink, you have to first and foremost notice it, notice something has shifted, then you have to breathe. 10 minutes of deep breath work will reduce the intensity and the duration of a craving by like 80%. But you have to commit to 10 full minutes of just like that. You have to do it for 10 minutes. And you'll notice by the end of the 10 minutes, your mental and emotional system will have shifted. And the intensity and the duration of that intense, anxious craving feeling will have reduced dramatically. Okay, then distract yourself for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, right? Most cravings last 15 minutes to an hour tops. I'm talking like the bell curve, like the intensity point, right? There's going to be a point where it kind of increases, but then there's going to be this point of intensity, and then it's going to begin to diminish. And that point of intensity, 15 minutes, usually 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour at the most. But after that, it'll begin to diminish, right? So you have to do something different. And when you have gone through that craving, you'll be like, holy shit, I made, the, I made it through, right? So there is, a, there is an element of willpower, but willpower isn't enough. So what are the other things that you actually need to apply to your life? Okay, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but let's reiterate it. First and foremost, you have to transform your behaviors and your routines. You have to begin having a sense of accountability and structure to your day. You can't just fly by the seat of your pants when you're trying to get sober. You need to have some sense of structure and accountability. And it needs to be accountability to somebody or something or some group outside of yourself, whether it's the 12-step deal or you choose to work you know, a, a program with, with a sobriety coach like myself or someone else you might resonate with. Okay, you have to follow a system. And you have to do things every day that are going to optimize your mind, your body, and your spirit. Okay, super, super important. The second thing is you need to begin expanding your map of understanding, meaning you need to better understand the human operating system as a whole. You need to better understand what trauma is and how trauma affects your mental and emotional patterns in your nervous system. You need to better understand what alcohol actually is, right? Alcohol is a poison. It's not a metaphor. It's not an analogy. A lot of people, when you say, oh, alcohol is poison, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's bad for you. No, it's actual poison. Alcohol gets converted to acetaldehyde. And acetaldehyde is a toxic, poisonous compound that damages and destroys your DNA. It ages you and it kills 
every cell it comes into contact with. It is actual poison. Ethanol is gasoline. When you drink it, it gets converted to acetaldehyde and acetaldehyde is pure poison. You need to understand what that does to your body, what it does to your organs, what it does to your brain, what it does to your lifespan, okay? When you begin to actually understand what alcohol is, it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like I'm actually poisoning myself. Hmm, probably shouldn't do that. I know it provides a little dopamine rush and that feels good, but hmm. Seems like poisoning myself probably isn't the ideal scenario and situation. If I'm trying to raise kids, if I'm trying to make sure that I don't get a divorce, if I'm trying to, you know, not die an early death and leave people behind and live out the rest of my life in misery, I should probably reconsider that. Okay. You need to understand what alcohol really is. You need to wake up to the truth of, of alcohol, right? And in a way, it's like waking up from, the matrix. It's like taking the red pill. You begin to look out into society and you're like, holy shit. One of the things that every one of my clients tells me within the first couple of weeks is as they start to live this way of life and, and become clear, right? There's something about alcohol that, that muddies your ability to see, see things for what they are, right? They're like, holy shit. Like, Every third commercial is a Budweiser or Miller Lite commercial. Every Netflix show or movie or series that you watch, somebody has a drink in their hand. And it's just, dude, it's everywhere. Every social event, every, every gathering, every work party, people just expect you to drink. People, you, they, they don't even notice it. It's like, like water to a fish. So understanding the alcohol deal. An absolute imperative part of this process is inner child healing. You have to begin to understand the inner child, right? And that there's an inner child that lives inside of us. And every time we have a uh, experience in our upbringing, in our childhood, in our adolescence, that we don't understand how to fully make sense of or process, and it's painful to us, that creates a separate part. That eight-year-old, four-year-old, seven-year-old, 12-year-old still lives inside you. If you had a painful experience with your mom or dad or on the school playground or with a bully or anybody else in your teens, whenever, at any point, if you do not have the cognitive capacity to make full sense of what's happening there, you don't have the mental and emotional resources or the life experience then that will create a separate part that eight-year-old will continue to live inside you and it will continue to sabotage you into your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and until the day you die. Until you revisit that inner child or that part of you that got separated, you provide it the resources it needs, you help it reinterpret the situation, and then you move it back into yourself through a timeline into where you are right now and you reintegrate it with the wisdom and maturity that you have as an adult. And once you begin to do that for all of these separate parts that were inside you that are unhealed and causing dysregulation in your mental and emotional patterns, i.e. dysregulation being an overactive nervous system, a nervous system that doesn't react, right? Maybe you become withdrawn and you numb out to everything a mental pattern that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable, right? I.e. low confidence and low self-worth or low self-esteem. 
um, you know, mistrusting patterns, thinking that everybody is out to get you or that nobody can be trusted, right? Like there's so many different ways these things can manifest. But until you go back and begin addressing these things, they will continue to live inside you and they will continue to um, run your life without you knowing. These are these manifest as emotional instability, mental instability, getting way too frustrated and overwhelmed at things that probably aren't that big of a deal, over catastrophizing each and every situation that is the slightest bother, right? Like these are all symptoms of dysregulation in your mental and emotional operating system. And because there's dysregulation and you do not have the map, right? I keep saying this all the time. You have to upgrade your map. Because you don't have an understanding of the map of life, of, of reality, and how all of these things connect together and tie together, you're basically like, in a way, the butt of the joke. You're the last one to, 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 to understand like what's going on, right? Not in like a fucked up way, butt of the joke, but it's like your conscious mind is the last one to realize. Like the emotional volatility has already happened. The mental stress has already taken you know, is on a speeding bullet train. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm in this system. I'm in this body, which is just freaking out and I can't handle it. So I need a drink that dude, that's it. Right? Like addiction. That's, that's what it is. It's, we do not have the mental and emotional resources inside of us to self-regulate. And so we turn to a drug because those drugs augment our neurochemistry and provide an increase in dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin, which makes us feel safe and comfortable inside. It alleviates us from the pain or the stress or the frustration that we don't know how to manage. But once you learn how to regulate the system, then the desire and need for drugs and alcohol begins to diminish and it becomes easy to live an alcohol-free life. But it takes work, right? Sometimes it's going to take you six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years. I mean, I don't know. But if I just told you, hey, you're stuck in this cycle that is destroying your life, you're literally throwing it all away. And what if I told you, hey, man, it's going to take like six to 12 months of like really day in and day out dedicated work. But at the end of the 12 month mark, you are going to be a 110% different human being. Everything about you is going to be different. Your energy, your mindset, your emotional system, you're going to have way better control and agency over your life. You're going to feel happy, you know, connected, fulfilled. Work's going to be better. Your energy is going to be better. You're going to have lost 30 or 40 pounds. Your relationships are going to be deeper and more fulfilling. Would you be like, all right, dude, I'm willing to do it. You have to understand that this is a game and a journey, right? Like if you've been drinking for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, it's not going to take you two months or three months to just fix everything. There's going to be some work to do. You're undoing decades of damage to your neurochemistry and to your habits and to your behaviors and to your relationships and to your emotional patterns. But trust me, it's all doable. It's absolutely doable. And when you work a program that makes that instills and, and has safeguards and accountability and people you can tap into who are farther along in the journey, like, dude, you just follow the system. You just follow the path, right? Like, Regardless of what you think your unique situation is with this alcohol deal, I guarantee you there's at least a million other people who have experienced something very, very similar.
myself included, you know? And as a sobriety and life coach, I'm here to provide that system of support for you that you can follow. So not just willpower, you need changes to your lifestyle and behaviors. You need upgrades to your entire mental operating system. You need to better understand how the brain works, dopamine, neurotransmitters. You need to better understand um, the, the nervous system and trauma and how emotions work and what emotions are and what they mean. You need to um, begin really increasing your self-awareness and mindfulness. You need to learn new coping mechanisms and strategies to regulate yourself mentally and emotionally. Um, you need to better understand family dynamics, right? Why your parents were the way they were. There's some forgiveness that needs to be, likely be done. There's some letting go that needs to be done. There's some acceptance work that needs to be done. Um, you have to learn how to process and work through shame and guilt right? Like that's never going to disappear unless you, you work on that, right? You learn how to integrate that. You learn how to feel that fully. You need to make amends to people, right? If you feel like you've done some damage to your relationships, you need to open up a conversation with certain people and let them know like, Hey, I, I apologize for the way I acted or for the things I said. Um, I understand that I was at a place in my life where I was kind of struggling and, um, you know, my behaviors and, and, and actions and the things I said were not okay. And I take full responsibility. And I, I apologize if, if I hurt you. Um, I understand that if you may or may not want to continue a relationship with me, I'm totally okay with that. But I just want to let you know that, hey, I need to say this so that I can come clean and have a clear conscience on my end. Um, but I'd be more than willing to reestablish a, a healthy relationship with you if that's something you're interested in right? Like that alone is going to alleviate some of that shame and guilt that, that we've built up, right? By, by coming clean, by being honest, right? Going back to my last episode, quitting drinking is, is there's a huge foundation of honesty that needs to be established in, in all these different areas, right? And, and I know it's scary and I know it's painful, right? There's like a, a few things that, that, that makes this, this journey psychologically scary in the beginning, which is what is keeping you and procrastinating from actually getting started. One is the withdrawal, right? Thinking that, you know, that the, the first 10 days like are going to be that you're not going to be able to do it, but I guarantee you can. The first three to seven days are the worst, but after that you're over the hill and it's like 300% easier, 500% easier. So trust me on that. And I provide the right tools and strategies and system for you to follow to make it easier than ever. All my clients consistently tell me, Bardia, I don't know what's going on here, but this seems way easier than I thought. And I'm just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop because this seems really, I mean, easier than I thought. And so that's a good thing. That means my program is working. That what I've put into place, right? You don't want it to be super hard. Of course, it's challenging. There's moments, but like overall, every single one of them are like, shit, this is okay, good. Like feeling good. So family dynamics, right? Upgrading your map of reality, better understanding trauma, healing, inner child work, learning new coping mechanisms and strategies. And then ultimately making sure that you stay committed to your personal growth right like you have to begin asking the deeper questions at this stage and you have to start getting clear on a future right you have to start getting clear on something that you want to tap into something that you want to live for something that is more important than alcohol 
And I talk about this all the time. There's two things that you always have to keep in mind on this journey. One is the pain. You can never forget about the pain. As soon as you lose sight of the pain, that is when the, the, slo the slope starts to get very slippery. When you start getting cocky and overconfident, and you forget about the pain and ego starts coming into, into play. Oh yeah, I can handle it, dude. No big deal. Dude, that is when you're fucked. That is when things could get bad. And dude, alcohol is no joke. There's real damage that can be done. You could lose your job. You can get kicked out of your house. You could lose your relationship. You can get into a car accident. Like shit is not a joke, dude. So if you manage to find a way to get sober, you need to protect that above everything because you just don't know what could happen, right? A lot of people, when they go out again, they make up for lost time. It's a term they use like in the, I don't know, AA recovery community, right? You've been without alcohol for six months or a year. You best believe that your tolerance would have reset. And when you get that first couple drinks, the dopamine rush, all of a sudden you're on a bender that lasts a week, two weeks. Dude, you have no idea what could happen. Shit could get very dangerous. So you need to protect your sobriety. You need to put it number one, at least for the first year, you know, because there's a lot that you need to learn, right? There's a tremendous amount that you need to learn along this journey and process. It's not just about not drinking. You have to get to a place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually where you build a foundation for yourself and understand that it's not just about willpower. You have to do all these things. You have to address all of these other things in order to truly be successful. So what was I talking about? The things that you're afraid of, right, is the withdrawal, feeling like life is going to be boring without it, you know, the social thing. I'm telling you, all those things work themselves out. Like those are, are, are not the scariest part. The part that takes real work is addressing the, the stuff inside you, right? Upgrading the mental and emotional operating system. That's where the real work comes in. And so that's the part that that is super, super important. And so I want to just create an episode on that. I'll probably wrap things up here. But I want to let you know and continually remind you that if you're trying to quit drinking and you're like, you know, it's, it's February 1st and you did dry January and you're coming up on the end, you're like, all right, what do I do? Do I keep going? Like, am I going to be able to sustain this thing? Understand that like, if you're serious about this, you need to work a program. You need to work a program and you need to begin addressing all of these other things that I told you if you want this thing to stick. There has to be a permanent shift in your lifestyle, behaviors, and routines. You need to upgrade your map of reality. You need to better understand what alcohol actually is and how it affects you. You need to um, understand what trauma is. You need to learn about trauma and you need to better understand the nervous system, feelings and emotions, how these things are produced, what they mean, how you can shift them, how you can regulate them. You need to better understand the whole family dynamic deal, right? Because there's probably maybe some resentment from your upbringing that you need to, to work through, right? Because as long as you don't work through these things, as long as there are memories from your past that you look back and say, that was hard, that was really tough, and it still affects you, there's still lingering energy inside you, that is dysregulating you. That is dysregulating your mental and emotional patterns. How do you know when you're quote unquote healed? When you can look back on the things that were really challenging and one, have an entirely different perspective about it. One that is 
somehow rooted in a sense of neutrality or positivity. Ideally positivity, but hey, sometimes we go through such fucked up shit that we can't be positive about it. That there's, you know, but but we we can try to at least get to a place where we in some degree neutralize it. And hey, maybe there's some things that are just so terrible that there's always going to be some pain there. But we can do our best. That's that's all we can do. We can just try to do our best and our best is good enough. Make sure that we get the right sort of help, the right sort of specialists in place. But ideally, we want to get to a place where we can look back on our past and not have not have it be so emotionally charged. We can look back on our past and say, hey, I accept it for what it is. I understand it. I've forgiven the people who have wronged me. I've learned to let it go, right? To the degree that something still is emotionally charged inside of you in the present moment, even though it happened decades or years ago, is to the degree that that thing is still running and controlling your life. And to the degree that something painful from our, from our past is still running and controlling our life is to the degree that that will dysregulate us in the present moment and will cause problems likely in every area of our life, our relationships, our work, our energy, our outlook, our perspectives, our ability to self-regulate. And, um, and so that's the game. Right, Overcoming an addiction is this journey of coming back home to yourself to identify where is the dysregulation? What are the things that I need to work through? And by working through these things internally and creating a sense of harmony and homeostasis, then the desire to numb out continually will begin to fade. And that is when we beat the game, folks. That is when, that is when you win. That is when you reclaim ownership over your soul. And through that journey, you will evolve mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in such a way that, I mean, I cannot even begin to describe because this is the human experience. What else are we here to do? Sure, go to work, get a job, make money, whatever. But the real work is how you're managing your consciousness. That is it. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else is an illusion. The only thing that is real, verifiable, is your experience of reality inside, behind your eyes, this, this internal subjective experience. Everything else that you want, that you want to experience, your goals, future plans, dreams, all that comes from the inside. It all starts inside of you. So the alcohol thing has nothing to do with alcohol. It's all about what is going on inside you. And when you learn how to navigate that and process that, work a good program, work a good system, I'm telling you, your life will transform beyond your wildest imagination. So just a reminder, it is not willpower alone. I hope this was helpful and insightful for you. And um, yeah, again, if you have been enjoying my podcast, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. And uh, please do leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple if you've gotten value from this work. Um, and if you guys would like to work with me directly and join my private community, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com, fill out an application, and I will reach out to you. I've got some really exciting stuff um, plan for this upcoming year. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.
Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with your friends or someone you know who might be struggling with alcohol. And if you feel like you're ready to finally transform your relationship with alcohol, visit www.thestopdrinkingcoach.com and book a call with me. I offer private one-on-one and group coaching to make letting go of alcohol easier and more sustainable than you ever thought possible. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.